The Magic City Classic is always important, but this year's edition means a little bit more for Alabama A&M in more ways than just one. Oh, yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked on HBCU podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked on podcast network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, aka the mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor and current contributing writer, at USA Today's Saints Wire. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day, every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use the code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. It's Friday. You know what that means. Every Friday during football season, you have our game of the week, and this week is Alabama AM versus Alabama State, a.k.a. the Magic City Classic. And I'm very excited for multiple reasons, especially when we get to our storyline segment. We got three matchups, two storylines, and one key to victory for each team. Without further ado, let's get into these matchups because the first one I want to highlight is Xavier Lankford versus the talented defense of Alabama State. Now, the way he did Grambling last week on the ground makes me say I should really say Lankford versus the whole defense, but it's not even really about Lankford's style of play. I'm mostly looking at him through the, the lens of him being a passer only. It's the fact that this is his first opportunity to go up against a talented defense. When you look at Alabama State's uh, schedule, it does actually have some pretty good defenses on there that they played already. However, Quincy Casey started in those games. I should really kind of change this. It allows Xavier Langford to start against a talented defense. He did come in against Jackson State, but in a way, there's an asterisk next to that. When you come in against a, any team, really, but especially when you're talking about a defense that you would typically credit him against, it's different when you come in at the midpoint of the game. It's different when they're not game planning for you to be a part of that 60 minutes of action. And that's what happened with Xavier Langford. And if I just take it at face value, look, he had a good amount of yards. He had a couple of interceptions, so he had some mistakes, but he was actually able to lead Alabama A&M down the field multiple times to the tune of 30 points. So that is impressive because he didn't start the game. Scoring 30 points on Jackson State is impressive regardless. But at the same time, there was already a big lead, and I, I just have so many circumstances around that JSU game that this is the prove it one to me. When they played Southern, he actually got hurt in warmups and Quincy Casey came into the game and he didn't get another chance until that Jackson State matchup. 
But now, facing a talented Alabama State defense, we get to see who Xavier Langford really is. We get to see if Xavier Langford, as the starter, when teams are game planning for him, can actually get it done and have a similar performance like the one he had against Jackson State. But let's keep it on this side of the ball because to me, the main matchup is Alabama State's defense versus Alabama AM's offense because that's big on big. That's two units who are the strength of their team. And that's why I'm going to focus two of the three matchups on that offense versus defensive showdown. So now you have Ryan Moreau and Donovan Eaglin versus Colton Adams. Now, this is the second game in a row. There was a week in between because the Hornets had a bye week. But this is the second game in a row in which Adams gets the chance to go against a high-level rushing attack and a high-level rusher. Now, two weeks ago was Jackson State with Irv Mulligan. Mulligan did get hurt in the middle of that game. He had 11 carries for about 50, I think 57, because it was a little bit more than five yards a pop. But okay, it wasn't great. But they were able to be effective and whatnot. Cool, whatever. Now you're going against two running backs who have averaged five yards a pop this season. And I'm looking more towards Eaglin because Eaglin has been the more consistent runner. You can look at it through game by game basis. Meanwhile, Moreau, he still he had a ridiculous game against Lane. But it's been a little bit more modest outside of that as far as the yards per carry. And we know that doesn't tell the whole story, but it is a part of your story as a running back. England, on the other hand, he's been very efficient, averaging five yards a carry in the majority of his games. And this is one that I really can't wait to watch because England is a talented running back. He's so talented. He made Gary Corals expendable. So it, it was a situation where I'm sure if if England wasn't in the picture, you're probably fighting to keep Gary Quarles in Huntsville. But because Eaglin is there and you do trust him and you know he is a all-swag type of player, you say, you know what, we're cool losing this other all-conference player because we have somebody at that position who's able to do that well. Um, overall, I'll say the same thing I said last week. I can't wait to watch these collisions. These collisions are going to be a lot of fun because Adams is the leading tackler in the SWAT. Meanwhile, Eaglin is one of the top five, I believe even top three rushers in yards per game in the SWAC. This is going to be a fantastic showdown. It maybe could even be the heartbeat of this matchup, but I wouldn't go that far because Langford, they know how to pass the ball, right? They're a very complete offense. They do both things. I can't boil them down. Meanwhile, I'm looking at Alabama State, who is not a complete offense. And any conversation around the Hornets offense, I have to bring up Keyshawn Johnson. Because in the words of the more famous Keyshawn Johnson, throw him the bleeping ball. Throw him the bleeping ball. Because that is the offense for Alabama State. In the majority of the games, you're looking at rushers and, and receivers. Johnson has been the guy with the most yards on the team. Obviously, he doesn't have more yards than the quarterback. That's not possible unless he was literally only throwing to him and he was running the ball. But because Keyshawn Johnson is a wide receiver, we're going Johnson versus the Alabama A&M secondary. And Alabama A&M does do a solid job. I will be very clear. They do do a solid job of defending the pass. You got to do it with Keyshawn Johnson. Because Johnson is the guy who really does make this 
passing game go. And I think that the passing game is going to be very important in this matchup. And you'll hear why when we, when we get our key to victory. And no, passing the ball is not the key to victory, but it is part of it. Overall, I think that stopping Johnson makes life much easier on your offense. They can run the ball. They can do these things. But if it comes down to passing, and you have to pass. Johnson is the guy you need to stop. And if you're able to do that, I've seen Johnson been held to less than 50 yards. It wasn't pretty for the Alabama State passing offense. Now, was it? No, it wasn't. For those who did not see the game or know which one I'm talking about, it was not pretty in that matchup. But as we move forward, we got a little bit of business to discuss. We got a little bit of ramifications from this game to discuss. I told you in the cold open, this Magic City Classic, it's more than just one week. It's more than just 60 minutes of action when it comes to the Bulldogs. And I'm going to tell you exactly why that's the case as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. And listen, this is a game changer. And if I had to pick somebody who would be a game changer, I would have to say it's going to be Colton Adams because I think that the Alabama State defense has a lot of game-changing ability, and he is the leader of that defense. But I'll tell you who is a guaranteed game-changer. That's athletic brewing. They changed the game for non-alcoholic beers because I'm talking about in contests, going against athlete, or excuse me, alcoholic beers, standing toe-to-toe in winning the medal. This is by far the best drink because it allows you to flavor, but you don't have any hangovers. You can drink them no matter what. Drink them on the, uh, at, your, at your kid's soccer game and drive home after because there's no effects of it. This is an award-winning drink. All you have to do is go to athleticbrewing.com. That is athleticbrewing.com and use the code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 15% off your first offer. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at athleticbrewing.com, and you will get 15% off your offer. Today's episode is also brought to you by Game Time, and Game Time is the best place. I'm a victim of procrastination i'll tell you the god's honest truth but when it comes to game time there is no more victim you still gonna procrastinate because that's just who you are okay but when you are procrastinating you get to get away with it because game time gives you the best prices doesn't matter if it's a sporting event doesn't matter if it's a concert if it's a comedy show and listen Game time is so confident that you will not be able to top their prices, that they're willing to bet on it and give you 110, 110% back if you can find a seat at a better price on the same row in the same section. That's how confident that they are in them, and that's how confident that I am in them. All you have to do is go to Game Time, download the app, and use the code LOCKED on college and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Maybe you listen to this early enough to then come back to the podcast page and be able to check out the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Or maybe you're listening to this a little bit later in the day and it's already happened. If you're the latter of those two options, that's okay. 
because all you have to do is just click my YouTube page or click my podcast page, no matter where you're listening to this. And then you can check it out because even after it's live, it's still going to air on the page. But this is the moment that I've been waiting for. This feels like Bruce Buffer with the main event. This feels like it's the main event of the evening, even though it's not. Even though this is essentially the co the co-main event, even though this is essentially the precursor to the game, and it's not even about the 60 minutes of action. It's about the business. It's about what's happening after the 60 minutes of action. Both of those are two separate points. So let's get into the business side. What makes this so interesting to me is Alabama AM has already won the business side before it's even happened. It's already won because this is the first year that the Bulldogs have pulled away from the Alabama State Council or the Alabama Sports Council, excuse me. Alabama State did not. So we're going to use Alabama State's deal to compare it to Alabama A&M's situation because when A&M left the council, they formed their own task force. And what's special about this is because they're still going to get the $500,000 that they are guaranteed by the city of Birmingham. Both Alabama A&M and Alabama State are going to get that on an annual basis strictly for the game being in Birmingham, okay? Because that's not going to change. However, Alabama State gets $700,000 every time they're the home team, which is every other year. That is the deal that Alabama A&M turned down, okay? So $500,000 every year, an additional $700,000 Every other, excuse me, 500,000 every year and an additional 700,000 every other year. Now, what makes this important is because with their task force, they don't have a cap. They could essentially make 700,000 this year. They could make 700,000 next year. They can make 800,000. They could also make 300,000. So there's no floor. There's no cap. There's no guarantees, period. But now you get to make money off of the parade. You get to make money off of the pep rally. You get to make money off of the merchandise. Those are things that you were not allowed to make money off of. It was basically, hey, here's your allowance. Take this $700,000. we are good. I'll see you in two more years. If Alabama A&M is able to make four hundred, dollars maybe even five hundred, dollars but I'm going to set the, the kind of the bar at $400,000. If Alabama A&M is able to generate $400,000 in revenue, from all things Magic City Classic in 2023, that is a huge W to me. And quite frankly, I'm rooting for them to do that because a lot of times I see we get stuck on familiarity. I'll put it like that. And I'm not just talking about an HBCU landscape. I'm talking about in life. We get stuck on familiarity. Sometimes you got to say, you know what? What I know, what I'm comfortable with, it's not helping me be at the place I want to be. That's what Alabama A&M did. And I like that they did that, right? So the reason I say it's a win is because if you generate 400000 this year, let's just say you're able to repeat that next year, just a four hundred to somewhere in that ballpark, right? A little, Let's say give or take $50,000. You've now topped the 700000 that you would have gotten over the course of two years. The only difference is you generated that money over the course of two years as opposed to one year. So this year, they're the away team. They wouldn't have gotten any money. So you're already making more money this year than you would have had you taken that deal. So that's important. That's important. The only difference is in 2023, 
you are going to get zero. 2024, you're going to get 700,000. Maybe you just get 700, 800,000 over the course of 2023 and 2024 combined. The money is the important part here. Now, outside of the money, I'm looking at Alabama A&M SWAC championship hopes. And that's where it really comes in. See, I told you the business side. That was there. But then you also have the other side of it, which is the ramifications of this win. You want to win this game because if you don't, your SWAC championship hopes might be over. It's great to beat Alabama State. Yes. But you have bigger goals every year. A lot of times when we focus everything on a rivalry game, it's because we don't have anything afterwards to look forward to. Like, say I wanted to beat you badly in basketball in this tournament. Every year, I know we got a tournament. I got to beat you, though. That probably means that I'm not going to win the tournament, but I know if I get you, I can take consolation in that. That's not where Alabama A&M is right now. Alabama A&M is still fighting for a chance to make the SWAT championship. And they don't, they don't actually control their own destiny. But if they lose this game, they put themselves in an even worse situation. Let's say that Alabama State wins. If Alabama State wins, now all FAMU has to do is beat Prairie View, and they have clinched this division. They have now clinched a berth to the SWAC championship game. And yes, Willie Simmons said they're not really worried about it. They're trying to control their own destiny because that's all they can do. And if they win the next two games, it's whatever. It doesn't even matter. If Alabama A&M wins, they're alive for another week. They get to go into the following week with a chance to beat FAMU, and that's when everything gets crucial. Right. So it's almost like all of the chips are in on this game. Every single 60 minutes is an all in affair. Every 60 minutes is a must win game for Alabama A&M from today until the end of the season. If they are able to get it done and they get into the SWAC championship, it's a must win to get to the celebration bowl. If they get to the celebration bowl, it's a must win to be champions. And if we're at the championship and they win it all, then that means that the season is over and they're no longer in a must win mode. But from today, from today, Alabama A&M is in a must-win mode, and they're still going to need some help, even with that, if they want to make sure that they make the SWAT championship. And that's the extra ramifications. When I tell you that the Magic City Classic is more than just Alabama A&M versus Alabama State, when it comes from the Bulldogs' perspective, I mean because they have money on the line, they took a risk to leave the Alabama Sports Council and create their own task force, they need to prove that they're right. This is step one in doing that. And then also, they need to try to get to the SWAG championship game. Every game is must win, including this one. It's more than just Alabama State on the other side. It's so much more as far as goes championships and monetary. When I told you that the storylines were my favorite part, I wasn't lying. But as we move forward, we have our key to victory for each team. And... For Alabama A&M, because let's keep the focus on them, it's about doing what you've always been doing. In the words of my dad and I have this joke about somebody, keep doing what you're doing. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. And Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. I just waited until the Suns Lakers game was over to record. So let's go ahead and use some of those players as examples, right? Because the NBA is back. Let's just use that. So Kevin Durant, more or less than his projected points. 
Anthony Davis, more or less than his projected playing time. I mean, excuse me, sorry. Think about his injury history. Uh, more or less than his projected rebounds. LeBron James, more or less on his projected assist. And you do that with two to six players, and it's really simple. It's really easy. It's not a hard thing to grasp. And if you're new to prize picks, we're going to help you out. Go to prizepicks.com slash college. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college. And then use the code locked on college and they'll match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. So that's kind of like doubled up on that. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and they'll match your first deposit when you use the code locked on college. That's wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU. I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, or excuse me, making all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. Now we have our matchups down. We have our storylines down. Now it's time for the key to victory. What does Alabama State need to do to win this game? And I think you can look at it on the screen if you're on the YouTube side of things. And you can catch that nice little graphic that we compose on a daily basis. They need consistent offense. And I'm going to shock you. This whole thing is about offense on both sides of the ball. Now, I told you passing the ball is going to be a part of it. And that's because you're going to have to pass the ball if you need consistency or if you get consistency. Simple and plain, I just, I, you're going to need both of it. You're going to need to be able to run the ball and you're going to need to be able to pass the ball. When going against a high-powered offense, you, A, have the fear that they're going to get theirs. No matter how good your defense is, there's always that fear that they, are, that they could get theirs. And what I mean by that is they might be able to put up points. So you might have to score with them. And that's scary for an offense like Alabama State. That's scary when you look at them. And the reason I'm afraid of that is because you just haven't done it well. You haven't done it well. And then also what I would typically suggest to a team is if you're going against a high-powered offense, then let's go ahead and keep the ball. Let's go ahead and get some long drives. The thing about Alabama State, the thing about not being a good offense is you don't really bank on long drives because when you haven't been able to develop consistency in that aspect of the game, long drives are not your friend because it requires you to make the right play, 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 play. Like it requires you to continue to do that over and over and over like, that's not easy. If I was the best offense in the league, yes. If I'm looking at Alabama A&M and I say, hey, I want you to go on a 12-play drive, I feel a lot more confident asking the Bulldogs to do that as opposed to the Hornets. That's the problem. But if you want to win the game, you have to develop some keys or you have to develop some consistency and some steadiness on the offensive side of the ball. Otherwise, you probably will not win this game. I'm tired. If I'm them, I'm tired of leaning on my defense in every moment. The defense can't hold all the time. It can't do it. So you shouldn't depend on them every single time you get into a big game to hold your opponent to under 21 points. But here's the thing. You get to Alabama A&M's key to victory, and their key is scoring 21 points, right? So let's look at Alabama State's point totals because to me, 21 is the magic number. Alabama State this year has scored. 14, 17, 10, 20, 19, 24. That's one game in which they scored more than 21 points. Granted, that last game 
or that one game was the last game. And you could argue they're turning a corner. You got to prove it to me. That's who I am. I'm very much so you got to prove it to me. I'm that kind of guy. But Alabama State would have to prove it to me because there's nothing to tell me that they're going to develop consistent offense. Nothing. Even when they scored 20 points. Like, that's it. You've been hovering around this point, 2019-24, so maybe you can get around that reach. But I'm going to need to see you around that range, but I'm going to need you to score more than 21 points for a second week in a row. Until then, the magic number is 21. And you look at Alabama A&M. Also, or excuse me, you look at Alabama A&M, and now I'll get into the context. 13, 51, 10, 31, 58, 30, 45. So history tells you that Alabama A&M is either scoring 30 points or they're not scoring 20. They don't, they don't like the 20s. Anything between 20 and 29, they ain't getting down with that. Context-wise, they do have two D2 teams on their 30 points and up side. But then they also have one game against an FBS opponent in which they couldn't score 21. So it, it kind of evens it out. It's still one side or one game edge to the D2 side where you have, you know, one game differential. But you play who you play. It is what it is. And when you played those D2 teams, you put up points. And you still put up points on other teams. You scored 30 points on Grambling despite a slow start. So I've seen you do this time and time again. And then also Alabama State was kept under 21 points by a D2 team. So we can't write all of these things off. It's just all context to be included, right? But I feel like if you hit 21 points, you should be all right. Just not as easy as said. There's not as it's not e- as easy done as said. It's easier said than done. That's the phrase. That's the cliche. So it's easier said than done because Alabama State has only allowed 21 points in two games in regulation. One more game if you add overtime. But if this game doesn't go to overtime, I, I'm not in regulation. They've allowed 21 points twice. So 21 points is the magic number. Alabama A&M has found a way to consistently hit 21 and more throughout this season, but Alabama State has consistently found a way to keep their opponents under 21. Something's got to break here. 21 points is the magic number, so hopefully you come back and tell your friends 21 times to listen to Locked on HBCU. I'd appreciate that, but even if you don't, I still appreciate you. So, You go ahead and check out this game. We'll be back to discuss this on Monday. And I don't know if it'll be Monday or Tuesday, but we'll find a way to talk about North Carolina Central Smackdown of South Carolina State. But until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care. Stay blessed. Peace.